but I know it's real G. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, What's up, everybody? Welcome to the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. This is episode number five. This episode is brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Lager and Hey Y'all Southern Ice Teas, the official alcohol sponsor of the show. So glad to be back chatting with everybody. We took a little hiatus over, over Christmas. Didn't want to bug everybody uh, in this time when, when they're with their families or in our case in Saskatchewan where you can't really be around everybody that you want to be around. Uh, a bit of a lockdown, a bit of a, a situation that we're all in right now. So thinking about everybody at home and hoping everybody's doing good and, and getting through this season uh, as tough as it is this year. Uh, and doing good uh once again i'm joined with uh jason davidson my co-host for this one jason so good to have you back how was your break what have you been up to well i didn't have much of a break um been busy busy working um the life of an agent this last uh 10 days or so some stuff with with uh with our previous guests, the Wright family, getting stuff ironed out for 2021 on some renewals and some new interest and still uh, hammering away on Ethan Bear's contract. Um, actually, only took Christmas Day off. We agreed not to talk on Christmas Day and uh, we've been at it since and probably continue uh, tonight after this uh, after this intro. Definitely. So the, the life of an agent never never really ends i guess there's no uh there's no uh getting off from december 23rd till january 4th type of thing right <laughs> as long as you got that in your hand you're working the telephone the telephone he holds yes, up sir. always yes, sir how was your holiday phone. how was your the, the girls must have had a blast eh? they're at that age oh man it was it was pretty cool when uh you know you you kind of forget what christmas is all about and as bad as you know, my brothers and stuff couldn't come home this Christmas with all the regulations. So we were a bit, uh, a bit different that way in a sense of, of our normal family traditions with the grandparents and the uncles yeah. and the aunties and the whole full crew of, of the burn crew getting together and obviously having a good time, but we may do. And, and, uh, the best part about it was, like you said, my kids are at the perfect age where two and four years old and, uh, you've never seen so much excitement. You obviously have with your kids, but for me, I've never seen so much excitement for Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. That this, you know, it ended up being one of the coolest Christmases, yeah, yeah, yeah. just because of uh, the joy that they had and the fun that they yeah. had. Yeah, so that made up for for a lot of the other shit that you weren't allowed to do, I guess. But yeah, just uh, just different all around. We we just laid her low, hung out at the house, and and uh, did some presents and. Obviously, got into a few sneaky weasels, uh, hammered a few of those, and uh, I heard, and, I heard oh, you were, I yeah. heard you're into them, doing yeah. a little house partying too oh, with yeah. one of our previous guests, huh? Yeah, yeah, well, they, they, they had to get a hold of Scotty Burton there on Christmas night. He was a, uh, he was uh, into a into a Zoom call or a house party call, and uh, yeah, went a little late. I think about four. Got a little, uh, got a little smashed up. Uh, yeah, one of them deals is a little rough for a couple of days, so I'm glad we're doing this now. Uh, after I've kind of got to feeling a little better again after after that. So do you think that with the vaccine, 
there will that'll open up things for 2021 or how's our pbr canada season kind of looking for for this 2021 season coming out well i think uh i think we are at the back of the line with the um the quantities of the doses we're going to need here in canada unfortunately i don't think uh we hear that every day but unfortunately i think that's reality um but we'll we'll just see how things roll out in the u.s that usually seems to be uh how we follow as a country once they get their vaccinations going and we'll see how it works for them i know i'll be paying close attention to how the pbr team gets uh gets going here early in january with uh their new tour which they're they're going back to some old rodeo grounds that are outside in the states that are allowing them you know the restrictions aren't quite as uh as as firm or or uh or a little more relaxed in certain states like they're starting in florida and oh. then heading into texas in january so in the deep south of texas too where we're uh it's warm enough to be outside so um we've pushed everything out to a third and fourth quarter for our tsn events so we've got time on our side but every day it's a moving target so it's tough to it's it's really tough to plan and certainly too early to tell um but we pulled it off this year um i actually was texting with sean gleason here uh christmas uh christmas eve and uh, he just you know give everybody a, a pat on the back of what we did up here in canada and thanked us for all our hard work to deliver a season for our contestants fans and our riders so or in our contractors so um that's that's our plan we're we're sticking to it we we hope that you know by june there's more of a plan in place for everybody here but it's 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 going to be really interesting like are they going to if you know i've heard things like to fly you're going to have to have the vaccine like you're going to have to have the piece of paper saying you've been vaccinated or yeah, fucking proof uh, also heard that, yeah i've also heard that ticket master is going to require it if you're going to go into a, a concert venue um yeah. So I don't know until I see that come down from our, you know, our federal health minister or provincial health authorities, I guess it's speculation and we'll have to see. Yeah. So the, yeah, the, the, the PBR, the premier series tour, uh, where we normally start off first weekend in January in Madison square garden, roll into Chicago, Oklahoma city. There's always that big, uh, big start to the season at some very, very huge events. Uh, this year, like you said, trying to take that different route. They're calling it the American Roots Edition Tour. Um, and like you said, we're going to outdoor events, warmer events, where they could have different regulations in place where they could pull it off. Uh, first two already canceled. The two events in Arizona, I think they were, yeah. uh, already yeah. canceled off. So right now, um, the, the start of the season is scheduled to be, I think, June 16th-ish, that third weekend in uh in january in florida and then uh kind of just see where it goes from there and, and they did a a pretty wild job of pulling the the 2020 season off down there and and you know had to do some no fans events in, in guthrie and oklahoma and then um you know into the south point for some different events and just trying to make it work wherever they could make it work which um for those that were following the pbr canada um 
did the exact same thing in, in uh, some TV only events. We went to Lethbridge for a couple events, no fans allowed, uh, finished off our season uh, in uh, Grand Prairie for our, for our PBR Canada finals. We're able to crown a champion, crown a bowl of the year and finish off the 2020 season. Not as we would have liked to do it, but but just were able to pull it off. And and throughout the year in Canada, there was also some events that took place that were following all the COVID regulations with under 150 people in attendance, yeah. masks, all that sort of stuff. And uh, you know, everybody was giving shit about fucking, you know, why are you wearing a mask? What are you doing that for? Don't don't follow this stuff. And you know, for myself, it was like, um, you know, I'm not worried about myself, right? I'm I'm good. I fight bulls for a living. I'm not um you know worried about that sort of side of it um but you're not scared to harm yourself is what yeah, you're saying yeah right you, so, you'll, you'll put yourself in harm's way so if you yeah. can stand in front of some of those bovines you're not scared of a little virus is what yeah well yeah and i mean i hear you yeah and it affects people differently and there's all the different um you know it's such a taboo fucking topic that that it's it's hard to talk about but the the point of it was you, you're getting shit from people like online and shit of like, why are you wearing a mask? It's like, well, I fucking, I wouldn't have got hired if I wasn't wearing a mask. So uh, the rights touched on it in the last episode. Uh, I, I wore the mask and followed the rules so that I could do my job and make a living because as of right yeah. now, I'm not fucking making yeah. it. Uh, you you know? So right that's, there. you know, that, and I think, you know, that's kind of a crazy world that we're living in, but you know, hopefully like we say, if this, vaccine comes or whatever changes i don't know what's going to happen but hopefully we can get back to her kudos to the to the pbr uh the premier series tour trying to make it work and, and doing it as safe as possible uh following all the guidelines of the different states and their country uh, as well as our tour and pbr canada trying to follow every every rule and um you know everything that we can do to to get our guys to work get our people to work that's that's the main main goal yeah, that's what it's all about you know yeah, and I think you know you're too young to remember 9/11. Um, I, I was I was fighting bulls at the time when I was out in uh, Saint Tite, Quebec, when it happened, um, which was really uh, talked about weird and wild. We didn't have a clue what was going on because we weren't listening to local news out there because it was in oh, French. You, Ed, because um, you were in fucking Saint Tite and you were fucking and having a good time and then and the news didn't matter back then yeah. you're right let's be honest you're you're yeah you're bang on but you know what and then there was all these new rules with airports and everybody was up in arms but it's every day now that's like that's just that's just part of life you know we have all these security uh checkpoints and and travel with this you can't travel with that and your carry on like that was that all changed after 9-11 you know yeah. and it was a it was a big inconvenience for a lot of people the lines were longer uh security takes more time now but we just got used to it right so um yeah. I, I hope you know i hope we can get over this sooner than later and uh i hope there's some Geez, I really hope there's some light at the end of the tunnel here real soon. <laughs> yeah. oh, shit. Well, there's got to be because we can't keep going this way. But let's get into our guest. We haven't even talked about him yet. Uh, this isn't a beat episode. This is a freaking fun, fun episode. Um, we did our first music corner. Uh, we did it with Bryce West. And uh, you'll you'll hear Bryce's whole story, family dynamic, his, his whole 
Uh, pretty much we got fucking everything from Brace. He held held nothing yeah, back. Did. He was awesome. He was so much fun, and, and uh, we'll get to that interview in a little bit. But yeah, Jason, you can probably talk about it. Just it, it was a little bit different episode than we've we've normally done. It was just no holds barred and a lot of fun. Okay, well that that plugs right into this here our uh, our sneaky weasel logger ad here. Um, if you're looking for a smooth, refreshing beer this weekend or this New Year's, grab yourself a Sneaky Weasel Craft Lager. This mildly hopped craft lager delivers a bold 5.6 alcohol level, but goes down crisp and clean. This beer pairs well with any bull riding celebration, fun in the sun, good times with friends, New Year's party. This beer is available across all of Western Canada. Sneaky Weasel Lager, the official beer sponsor of the NFP podcast. And you know what? That's a good plug. That's fucking wrote really well. Um, but I'll give it a plug myself. It, it does the Better trick. Yeah, she's sneaky. She is sneaky. She's 5.6, right? <laughs> so your normal, you know, your normal Bud Light, your 4.5s. Uh, it's named very well. It's 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 tastes really good, so you don't you don't feel that that kick. But yeah, she does the trick. She gets you going. She was she was a good one for Christmas. She's gonna be a good one for New Year's. Can't wait. <laughs> okay. Nice. Good for you. I apparently I heard from Scott. It worked good on you. Oh, Scott keeps trying to call me out like I was the bad guy. I went to bed like fucking two hours before he did. I, he they all did it way harder than I did. I was I was responsible that night. I went to bed. Somebody had to take care of the kids. Uh, uh okay yeah gotta be responsible somebody's gotta be fuck okay oceans wise blood is that how you say it wise blood right wise blood yeah wise blood yeah uh ocean ozzy and orca three three hockey players all yeah. three boys yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them's a pa ozzy's a prince albert raider yeah, yeah. Last year, played for the Raiders, and then this year, went in the first round. Uh, I don't know where he went. Uh, San Jose. San Jose, yeah. San Jose. And they yeah. uh, they signed him. They, they, so, if for those that don't know, um, I think there's another boy, too. There's four boys, actually, in the family. And um, their mom is deaf, and they grew up um, uh, doing sign language through their their whole lives, obviously. And uh, when he was drafted by, by San Jose, they when they came on the TV or on the yeah, Zoom or whatever yeah, they did. Yeah, real classy. Yeah, Very they classy. they signed yeah. it to him, right? And, you know, obviously yeah. made him feel at yeah. home and made him feel a part of the organization. And I thought that was just, you know, that was pretty cool. And now fast forward to uh, Christmas 2020, Oceans uh, would be his older brother, uh, also um, a former major junior hockey player. I don't know where he played for, but. Uh, He's playing in a junior A somewhere here right now or in college, one of the two. Yeah, Okay. So Calgary, Alberta, him and a bunch of buddies are playing a game of shinny outdoor rink in town. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, he was arrested. Um, they had the taser gun pointed at him. Um, cops, obviously, due to COVID re- regulations, he was. they weren't allowed to, to be that close together. Nobody was allowed to be playing on the rinks at that time. Uh, and he was arrested. So my opinion, that's, that's just totally fucked. And, and who knows what's going on. There's, they're probably, you know, maybe he was going back and forth with them or wasn't abiding to what they were saying or didn't, I think he did, they said he didn't want to give his name, which you wouldn't like, you don't want to be arrested for fucking playing hockey and you're a professional hockey player or going to be a professional hockey player. You know, you could see where he's coming from. And, um, 
you know, taser guns pointed at him, arrested, goes to jail, uh, all over the news. Um, just feel for the family, feel for the feel for the for the poor kid. But I mean, is this going to have any? Do you think implications on on his career on? Ozzy's career as being drafted, you know, supposed to be in the NHL. Is, will that change anybody's outlook on them, or you know, this the the whole uproar of it? What do you think that's gonna? What do you, what do you think that's gonna do? Well, in a nutshell, for me, right off the bat, it's just a head scratcher. The whole ordeal, really. Um, if that's if that's what our law enforcement is going to be required to do moving forward, um, we might have to change up our job careers to be in criminals because the doors will be wide open for them just to have a free-for-all but no I, I don't think it'll affect the whole who is retweeting and and getting behind uh, the wise blots it was some pretty significant hockey people um if i'm a gm i i want them that much more like you know, I I think he you know he might sell some tickets for my group <laughs> yeah. now. So, I think too, like on on in on the cop side of it too, probably is that's the thing. Like we're, the world that we're fucking living in, that their job now is to have to go and do this. Like I I, I would hope that a police officer, their main fucking goal wouldn't be to arrest go and arrest a, a hockey player on a rink, right? But they're right. probably under so much pressure as well on that mm-hmm. end of it that they're in a fucking bad spot too. And everybody's just in this time is just forced to do shit that we don't want to do. And it's, it's, you know, it's the chain of reaction of what's going on and, and then shit like this happens. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I guess that's the world that we're living in, but yeah. What are the, is the, has he been charged or is the charges been dropped? I haven't heard anything in the last three days. Cause I haven't heard anything. Yeah. No, I haven't heard anything yeah. on it. I don't, I don't think like there's no, I don't know. He'll might get charged with, I don't know. I guess they'd probably be like resisting arrest or whatever. I don't know what, what else is going to go on there, but I'm sure there's a lot of shit that you could fight. It was actually pretty good watching when they were trying to get him on the ground and he's on skates and they're on the ice with their boots. It was pretty entertaining. Actually. Yeah. What would have been really good is if he would have jerseyed them like Bob Probert <laughs> and started threats. That would have been a video. Now, that might have got him in some trouble. Oh, and yeah. that might have had some long-term effects on his hockey career, but uh, yeah. I think he, yeah, we'll have yeah. to get all the info on it. But I'm, I'm, I think the only thing I know a couple, I know a couple, of, I know a couple of guys. That, right, I know a couple of guys that I grew up with. It wouldn't have went quite as well. It would, hey, I was uh, just thinking that honest, it kind of reminded me watching the video honest. of it was a lot of, like, um, um, fucking Valmarie. <laughs> Saskatchewan after the the dance closes down and the cops are outside right there's there's a lot of flashbacks like oh no just don't just don't talk to him just stay away from him and then somebody always gets arrested right so like, was Val Marie like that when you went I was there like in the early 90s and it was you know it was Beachy oh, yeah. was another one oh yeah Beachy, Beachy yeah. usually they had to come right inside the dance though yeah shut her down well there's lots of them that are yeah. small towns that don't that there's like one cop or a couple cops that patrol like five or six different of those little towns right so you kind of knew who it was and then they'd bring in like two or three more so yeah yeah, yeah. but there was always somebody that you know would get fucking booked in a swift current you know if you go pick him up in the morning or something we like should that. we should do a pod on on rodeo dances i think so stories yeah yeah dances. oh yeah man. we might have to have a variety of guests on for that but there'd be some <laughs> good ones 
Yeah. <laughs> Guys, keeping with hockey, uh, the World Juniors are on right now, and the World Juniors I know in, in our family, and I know um, numerous families across Canada, that's a Christmas tradition. Uh, Christmas hits, you wake up Boxing Day, you do kind of your, your family fun stuff as a group, then everybody sits down and watches Canada play their first game in the World Juniors. Um that's kind of one of the one of the great things about 2020 is that was still able to happen. They had to do the quarantine. They had to do the bubble. They're in Edmonton, all the different countries. You've seen Germany had a couple of cases. There's a lot of different shit that's going on within within the bubble and within that situation. But super great for us as fans to be able to to still have that this year. Um, tying to you, Braden Schneider, PA boy, uh, fellow Prince Albert, yeah, boy like myself uh playing for the team it's got to feel pretty cool just uh your thoughts yes, on world is. juniors and, and having one of your uh one of your players um in the tournament well it was it was unreal we got to watch him for about a minute and 48 seconds and then he took a, a check to the head penalty which was an unfortunate call it really was um and i'm not just saying that because it's my guy um but uh anyway i thought it was just a hockey play but Unfortunately, he got a five-minute major in a game, and then he was forced to miss the game uh, uh, yesterday as well. Um, but he'll be in the lineup for tomorrow against Swiss, which, yeah, I'm going to be pitted in, and I'm going to watch him. Um, but you're right. It's it's tradition, and when you can watch one of your guys play that you've you know you've kind of been with since he was 14 years old, That's yeah, cool. it's real it's real rewarding. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game for sure. And uh... IIHF rules are a little bit different than, um, you know, your regular Canadian or, or world hockey rules where anything, even in the neck uh, and up into the head, uh, usually is a game misconduct and then leads into suspension. So um, there was a there was an interview where Bob McKenzie was talking about it, I think, and, and was talking about how uh, Braden watched it back and, and seen that his stick was a little bit higher in the air yeah. than he yeah. normally would have wanted it. So just to have that that hockey sense at that age, just to be able to watch that back and see, oh, fuck, I should have had my stick down a little bit lower. It wouldn't even have, you know, wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah, yeah Braden yeah, is definitely mature beyond his years. I was actually talking with Bob um, yesterday because he had called me wondering the suspension. We didn't know about it till like, I think it was three hours or two and a half hours prior to the game. Braden didn't know if he was going to be playing or not yesterday. Yep. So yeah, Bob, Bob's definitely the, he's the world junior guy. So uh, when he was calling, I knew it was probably not going to be good. I thought he would actually know, um, but he, they, they made everybody wait on that ruling till yep. yeah, two and a half hours prior to the game. I don't know what the, you know, make the call. Yeah, I was watching on Twitter too, trying to see if they were going to let him play and how it worked out. But yeah, they're going to roll. They got, uh, I think, 21st rounders on that team, on Team Canada this year. So yeah, um, pretty impressive. Some bad news for Kirby Doc today. Um, the He was the captain who uh, broke his arm. Well, they, they didn't. Right. Well, it's a fracture in his wrist, and he's going to be out for minimum five months. So he'll miss Fuck. the NHL season. Okay, one shout out we got to give. Um, uh, we lost a, a great ambassador and rodeo legend, uh, PBR legend, Joe Berger, the dad of Chad Berger, Joe Berger, um, uh, mainly known for his, his big high horn, scary brindles, and, and being one of uh, 
one of the coolest guys ever in, in bull riding and and sean gleason had a tweet about it the other day of, of he was just as much a founder of the pbr as as the as the 14 bull riders that that were founders so um shout out to him he passed away christmas day our thoughts are with chad um everybody the whole family the whole pbr family it's it's a great loss and and uh, one that can't be replaced but um i know he'll be looking down and and uh you know chad will go that much harder to keep everybody proud and keep his dad proud and make sure that uh their their bull program keeps as strong as they are so uh big shout out to, to joe Berger and the whole burger he'll be keeping the rain off the american roots edition that's, that's what right. he'll be doing that'll be joe's job yeah definitely okay well let's kick her into this because uh you guys are, are uh, hopefully going to enjoy this interview as much as uh as we did um doing the interview uh Lots of, uh, uh, yeah, you'll just have to listen. It's fucking fun, though. So, okay, we'll throw it over here right now to our interview with Bryce West. Ladies and gentlemen, the NFP podcast, episode number five, about to begin. Luckily today, we are joined by singer, songwriter, a music machine, a hunting guide, that kills nothing but booners for the boys, makes <laughs> Rut Daniels look like a little bitch, the 2010 Canadian champion, junior steer riding champion, bull riding extraordinaire, following in his father's footsteps as the next wild child of Cadogan, Alberta. You can find him at brightwest.com on all your social media platforms. Our guest today, Mr. Bryce West. Bruce, how you doing, my brother? Hell of an intro, brother. That like was that? Damn yes. good. I appreciate you guys having me on the show. I've been doing good, man. How you guys been doing? Oh, good, brother. Really good, man. It's 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 fun to have you on here, and uh, you know, just really excited to to do our first kind of singer songwriter episode. Um, uh, me and Jason both uh, love the love the music side of it, and and especially a guy that can they can play and sing, you know. Uh, as as you go, so no, I appreciate it, man. Hell yeah, we're gonna chat I'm about you guys. This is gonna be awesome. Dang right, we're gonna chat about you and and um, you know your life and and all that sort of stuff. And then throughout the episode, uh, whenever we feel like it, we'll uh, we'll jam some tunes for the for the fine folks listening at home and kind of kind of get things rolling for you here and and promote your page a little bit and uh, see if we can't make you the next Cody Johnson. Hey, the next next cowboy well, singer, yeah, rider turn cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on. What bring have you been it, up to? Uh, what have you been up to other than uh, than playing them songs and, and jamming that guitar? What have you been doing at home? Uh, I've been working my dick off lately, man. When I started working with Laws Boys at the Provost Auction Market there, and uh, fall run, we've been busier than shit. So I've been working a lot and. The odd day I got off, I went killing shit, and uh, yeah, other than that, just been playing guitar and fitting in the odd whiskey and doing is what that, I can do, you know. Is that the uh, does um, Clayton Lakefold, does Mouse's dad run yeah. that auction mark? Yeah, I was just gonna, I was actually just gonna uh, say he's that. Got Dar- shares in. Yeah, Darcy actually hired you to come to work. He he, he had <laughs> you grow up around there, and he still hired you. He must. That is one good son of a bitch. That guy. <laughs> Well, Casey hired me. I don't know if Darcy ever hired me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fun. And yeah. obviously, uh, growing up uh, in that Cadogan uh, Provost area, there's there's a lot of those 
uh, rodeo families that are all kind of intertwined together. I know I used to uh, come out your way in the summers all the time. You were, you were just a little boy at those times. And uh, me and oh, I remember it. Clint Lay were, were just starting to get on some, some junior steers together. And I've talked about this on the podcast. Little, little Clint before. Jacket. Little Clint Jacket. Hey, all the good. Uh, Black yeah. Betty. <laughs> all the good <laughs> open steers that, that we decided to get on and, and think we were bad <laughs> riders on. And uh, yeah, we got a real eye opening when we, when we'd, uh, you know, go about 10 miles down the road from, from Darcy and, and Terry Lay's house. And we'd, we'd come to the West house and uh, there'd be three little, little wildcats that were running around there raising all hell. And I'll tell you what, good story. The first time I met Bryce, um, uh, we went to the Cadogan Rodeo. They used to have a an LRA Rodeo or an FCA Rodeo or uh, something. What was it? LRA WRA or something like that. Yeah, and I was a little kid. I was young, and, and uh, they had this dollar pit where kids were playing in the sand, and, and you could pick up money from the sand. And I was remember I was, in the sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah. I remember walking. And I was like holding my dad's hand. I was probably like eight or something. Walking with my dad, and we go over to the to the walking by the dollar pit. And Darcy Lay goes, "Hey, that's uh, Kevin West's youngest boy right there." And you could see this little wild-eyed fucking kid just just <laughs> digging for money in there. And my dad walked over, <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, uh, are you Kevin West's son?" And this little fucking kid, he's probably like four years old, looks at him. He's like. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> My dad's like, yep, yeah, you definitely are Kevin West's kid. <laughs> and that was the first Last time I heard some dirty rotten stories uh, when I was poor Wendy. I guess that's is, I just, I feel sorry for Wendy if she has to listen to this. Mums don't need. Well, to just think of think of her having to put up with Kevin for her whole life, and then go through us three boys. She's. She's got patience. She can I was going to say no, that if she can handle the shit that Kevin put her through and that <laughs> life for however long, she can probably handle you boys. Like she has that Man, wild side think, to her too. You think Kevin's got stories? You should hear some of mom's stories about <laughs> Kevin. Kevin don't tell. <laughs> uh, I traveled with your mom. And when I was a steer at her, one or two weekends, I actually traveled with your mom. Back in, in the, the old CCA days. Rodeos. Yeah, in the CCA. I was a steer I think rider. told me and, that. And she was Barry Perry Gerson, her and Barb there. Ballard. What's that? Didn't, wasn't Perry Gersky, or didn't they go travel together or something to CCA Rodeos, or were you with them? or? I wouldn't have let Perry Gersky in my vehicle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, when true. mom told me that, she, that's my fucking worst. My, I hope he's listening. I hate that guy. He's a terrible <laughs> judge. <laughs> terrible judge. Uh, he's like uh, fucking whatever. <laughs> You're a PBR guy. <laughs> anyway, you? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. What about kid? What about speaking of your mom? I uh, just just jumped on my mind, but she's a huge Kid Rock fan. Have you got? Is it you? Are you with her on the Kid Rock thing? Didn't you guys fucking tour all across? You went to Nashville, or was that? Well, you? I went. Yeah, we've all went. Well, I guess me and Sarah, but uh, Sarah went with her once, and I went with her. But I'm, I like Kid Rock. Kid Rock's fucking pretty good. And oh. Mom and I went to Nashville to the Kid Rock concert. And oh, I was just there. And dope, man. At Bridgestone uh, or where? Do you play Bridgestone? Obviously. Uh, no, it was outdoors. No shit. What's that? It was wasn't Bridgestone. It was outdoors. Yeah, it was freaking. 
Yeah, it was outdoors. There's a whole bunch of different bands there. And it was all like, because Kid Rock's, all his buddies are like, he's buddies with Hank Jr. and all the mm -hmm. old school country guys, right? Like he's an old outlaw kind of. So all the guys he had opening for him were like old school fucking country, man. And it was dope. And then he come on his show at about like 11 o'clock and went to like three in the morning. And me and mom were like, I had her smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So we bought, we got so fucked up. We bought like however many hundred dollars worth of souvenirs and a bunch of shit at the concert to take back home with us. We got so fucked up. We forgot it under our fucking chairs. Some lucky bastard. Jan, fucking got $200 in the shit. We left yeah. it all. Wow. I remember the first Kid Rock concert I ever went to. I looked down on the concourse and uh, my brother Jesse Byrne, I think he thought he was Kid Rock. He fucking dressed up, had the wig on and was front row, but he didn't watch any of the concert. He was just looking back at the stands, just partying like he was on the show. Like, yeah, now we're playing. I know that wig. I know that wig. <laughs> Jesse and I wig went no to more. Ozzy Osbourne and, and Rob Zombie and he wore the same one. Yeah. So I've seen him in that wig. She's game on. Hey, did your, did your grandma, uh, the one that, if you go on your Instagram page, um, yeah, like yeah. there's no page as well as your music page, you're always jamming with your grandma. Is that your mom's mom or is that your dad's mom? That's dad's mom. Oh, it is, hey? Yeah, is that they where right, Yeah, they, they're the ones in the same yard as us. Just the house to the north of us there. And is that where you kind of got your musical influence from, would you oh, say? 100 percent It okay. it from the first I can remember, like when I really wanted to start playing music, is my first memories are of dad playing his dobro. And he had I remember when I was freaking four five six years old however old i'd be just chilling with dad and he'd be play play his dobro and guitar all night and then grandma dad me and dad dad couldn't teach me because we were too much alike eh? so i had to go to grandma for lessons <laughs> <laughs> and grandma taught me everything and a grandma taught me for probably i think i started when i was like i want to say like nine ish yep give or take and did uh, she ever make you, or did you just want to do it? Right. When I was that young. What's that? Did you have to be encouraged to play, or did you just want to play? No, I wanted to play. No, nobody okay. told me to go. Fuck. I just freaking loved it. I loved it. I till this day. I but I'll I'll go to work and come get back at two three in the morning, and I'll sit down on my bed, dog ass tired, and play a couple songs. Nice. It just soothes the soul. Can yeah. your old man strum a guitar pretty good too? Yeah, he doesn't do it much anymore, but if he freaking kept at it, he would be good. He can't sing worth the dog shit, but he Play can the spoons the like a motherfucker. <laughs> the dobro and the harmonica. He's good, huh? What, what's his go-to? Because yeah, I see, I see a that. lot of um, old like brandings or uh, you guys are all getting together and, and we'll get some Snapchats, obviously, late, late at night with a bunch of bent up cowboy <laughs> hats because you guys are all fucked up and wrecking each other's cowboy hats. And there'll be a full jam session of, you know, eight to ten people just oh, yeah, man. When, sitting in the Kadoga. When we get a freaking jam going, going, it's... Oh yeah, and it's nice because the neighbors there's a, there's like three or four neighbors within five ten miles of her place that all freaking jam out and play guitars and sing. That's so cool. we all when come Browning season, we all get together, and that's a bender for us. Is <laughs> made to do well. I guess when you think about it, our whole lives are kind of a fucking bender, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, for now, anyways. Some... But yeah, that's Browning season. We all get together and jam out and 
the the working part that's that's no work that's all all fun and games for us because the, yeah. the after party makes it all work it yeah hell yeah well let's play this one let's uh let's get right yeah, to man. it uh let's get to some singer songwriter corner and then uh we haven't scripted what you want to play so um fair warning for everybody hunker down because we're gonna play some tunes go ahead cowboy <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna first one. I like old school country, and this song's kind of about old school going back to the old school. It's Dylan Carmichael sings it, but uh, he's singing pretty much about the old country songs, how it's not like that no more. So, and I'm all about that, so that's what I'm gonna sing. Hell yeah. Still chokes me up sometimes. He stops loving her today, brings a tear to a grown man's eye. And take this job and shove it, makes me smile when I've had a hard day. It sure seems like those old cats just what to say. I miss heart and soul and a fiddle steel guitar. Say what you want. 
I miss some songs like that. Oh, getting right. Yes. Huh? What was that one called? Thanks, brother. Uh, old songs, old songs like that by Dylan Carmichael. Oh, that is unreal. Dylan Carmichael, that is good. So you're, so you're, um, yeah, and he's a new, like, he's a new guy. So busting out a song like that in this time era, yeah. calls a move for him, and it's fucking dope. Where do, you, where do you find that stuff, Bryce? Like, where you just surf YouTube, the, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't use iTunes at all. Like, I'm all freaking YouTube. I got a $260 phone bill every month, but <laughs> music makes you feel good, man. So what's yes. your, uh, what's, does, your man. what's your, um, your, your influences then? So you have a, uh, you got a bit of twang in you. You got that, that deep, dark voice, a bit of that Johnny Cash, but you like that singer songwriter of maybe Tyler Childers, um, you know, Jason Isbell. What do you, what, who do you look at when you go to, play some songs or you want to learn some songs or what's your, what's your kind of music, musical idol other than non bull riding idol, but musical person, people that you look at. I always told myself if I had to go back and I could go to one concert and I fucked up so bad last year. Cause I had, had the opportunity, but I had to buy a plane ticket and I was too fucking broke. Ah. So I can fucking do yeah. So, but anyways, Hank Williams jr. Yeah. If I, I want, I've always wanted to see him. And Hank Jr. was going to be with Kid Rock. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My, my my, what's yours, Tanner? It. Who'd be yours if you could see one? See one. You could roll back. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I don't know. Um. Well, Neil Young in his prime. I I seen Neil Young when he got older. Um. But you know, I got an acoustic set probably by Neil Young. I I got to live my dream one time with the guy that I wanted to sit and play and jam guitars with was Ryan Bingham. And it fell into my lap one time and it was the coolest. That's the dude I want to meet. Yeah. It was one of the coolest times of my life. Right. And then I just ended up having a great relationship and, and uh, being buddies with it, but it was, it's the same as you Bryce. It's the same as kind of all of us that are in this Western lifestyle realm of just fucking, you know, there's, it's a different yeah. world for guys like us, different mindset, different attitude, different way of going about things. So, you know, guys like Tyler, oh, there's a new guy, um, Zach Bryan. Have you heard Zach Bryan? Oh, dude. Oh yeah. Oh, I love Zach Bryan. Right? Song. Yeah. Unreal. So you've seen the, our episode with Ty Prescott, that intro with, um, with Ty Prescott, that's a Zach Bryan song. And that's that guy. Every song. Was that he, a Zach Bryan song on that? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Birmingham. I do that today with Jesse Laws and, yeah. uh, that song come on. I was thinking to myself, damn, that's a good song. Yeah. He's good. And that's what he said too. His influences, Tyler Childers, Jason Isbell and Johnny Cash, which kind of, you know, it's got different eras, different genres in it, but mm -hmm. it still always goes back yeah. to just that outlaw country music of yeah. saying what you want to fucking say you're, you're rocking and rolling. Look at the fucking mix it made. Yeah, exactly. But you're saying what you want to say by, by jamming on that guitar, talking through that. Right. So yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love it. That was cool. Yeah, I that's what I, I thought you write more. Like I, I haven't wrote freaking nothing, man. Like I wrote two songs. I think the one I can't sing on here. Well, three songs, two I can't sing on here. But then the the other one uh, was that outlaw one. That was that. A, is it a cover to Colby Yates's Concho Horror or what? 
<laughs> it's worse than that, man. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> if he's not playing it on here, there's a reason he's not playing it on here. And it's about yeah, yeah, all, all of our it. heads. <laughs> yeah. We're getting shit. Yeah. Okay. So you, um, you might get in shit for that song, but you also might get in shit for some of the dumb shit that you've done um, over the mm-hmm. years, right? I, I not might get in shit. I have been in shit for some of the shit I've done. Yeah. Like the two-week bender um, between Okotoks and Longview uh, with Brock. Maybe you guys uh, rolled a little deep there. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Two weeks straight? Yeah, weeks that straight? was wicked, man. Well, you gotta you gotta exactly. go in with, you gotta go in with a little bit more. Yeah, no days off here. What's up, Bruce? On this one? Oh uh, well, me is freaking. I can't even remember what month. I can't even really remember the whole fucking thing, man. That's how fucked up we were. But <laughs> we uh, I was staying at Brock's place, and the first night I got there, we ended up going out to the brew house. And we had a freaking blast. So we ended up going to the brewers night after night after night after night. By the end of it, we both ended up fucking kicked out. I went on, uh, I went to there one night. Uh, it was uh, two girls and another dude. And anyways, there was this girl. I lost the, you know what the game is? What are the odds? Like where you say, what are the odds? And then blah, blah, blah. So yeah, we yep. were playing that game. And I lost one of the odds of throwing this lime at this girl in the bar that was just being a loud, obnoxious, you know. I lost it, so I winged this freaking lime at her. And I hit, hit her. And uh, she's with this freaking short, sawed-off, fucking bald, juice-head boyfriend. And they didn't really do nothing at the start. And then we're all sitting there bullshitting at this table. And boom, this whiz go, lime goes whizzing right by my face. And it was him through it, and I fucking gave him the stare down. He come walking over the table, and you got a problem. And I was sitting on the inside. He's like, "You got a freaking problem?" And I bailed over the guy sitting next to me. Bailed over and got up. He's like, "You want to go outside?" I said, "What's wrong with right fucking here right now?" And then he just whoa, 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 and bouncers come out and kicked kicked us all out. And we never did get in a punch up that night. But yeah, me and Brock, we literally got drunk for like. And not just like drunk during the night, we would get up and go at like seven o'clock or six o'clock or five o'clock, go for supper, go for brunch and just fucking stay there all night and party and is at least a seven day bender. Oh, that sounds like mangled. that sounds like 1993 in Castor, Alberta with TJ Baird all one summer for me. Castor. Caster, home of the there even a bar in Caster? Well, I don't know. I just drive. Well, I haven't even drove by there in a long time. But there was back home in the DJ day, Barrett. there was a hotel. Yeah, the hotel and a lounge called the Tasty Mill. We slept there one night, right under the pool table. We just they just locked the doors, and then they woke us up in the morning, and we got back to drinking the draft. We were so broke, that's all we could afford was draft. We were putting Worcester sauce in it after a while just so it changed the taste of it. <laughs> so we weren't gonna we weren't gonna weaken. <laughs> uh, that's good. Brace that's also, cowboy shit. Brace, I also heard that um so we'll talk about this too. But you're 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 a phenomenal bull rider as well as your brothers Lonnie and Billy and your dad Kevin West is uh 
50,000 champion at Calgary before it was the 100,000. Um, one of the best bull riders that ever was out of Canada, Kevin West. And we've talked about him on this podcast um, before, but just a phenomenal group of bull riders that you're a part of. And you're the youngest of the three brothers uh, in the family as, as well as Sarah, your older sister. And um, you've had some, had some injuries that have set you back. I know that your hips have been fucked for quite some time. You've had them fixed and they're still not back to where they should be correct. Or what's going on there with, with your, uh, with your bull riding stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, my bull ride in the last few years, the last four years has not been where I've even pictured it to be from when I was a 15, 16 year old kid, you know, like, uh, I started getting, uh, feeling when I first noticed my hip injury it was my last year or my first, sorry, my first year in the open amateur. Yep. And then I pulled my pro card right after that. And then that first year going pro by the end of it, my, hips were absolutely fucking mangled really so i carried on the next year another full year and didn't have the year i wanted had not bad year one four or five rodeos or something like that and uh come short of the cfr and my by the end of the fucking season i like i was getting on uh probably 80 percent no shit 75 80 percent of the time after i'd get off my bull or buck off whatever it was i would i couldn't get up and i'd have to crawl crawl back to the buck and shoot and it, and that that got that injury i knew the injury was what was fucking me up but then it got kind of mentally you know yeah you always like got my head because every time i was going i was like fuck even if even if i do make the freaking short round or something i'm, I'm gonna be way too crippled to stick it on one you know like sure. so i it started becoming mind game so i i said i gotta get these fixed yeah. so i went to the doctor and uh they said they're mangled enough that they would give me a hip replacement right now but if they oh, give me a hip how replacement how, how old were you at that no this was last last year when i went and got it fixed okay but when did they tell you that you could is that when the doctors told you was just that, a year yeah, ago that was last, yeah well last still even how old are you now well how old are you today i'm 23 yeah i'm 23 and you're getting a hip replacement yeah. wow yeah so they said we'd give you a replacement but if we give you a replacement you're no longer riding bulls because if you get a replacement then fuck that hip up say if you dislocate your hip or bust your your femur your hip you're you're fucked right yeah so i said no i'm not done riding bulls and he said okay well what we can do he said i'm not saying it's gonna make it he said there's a chance it could get better he said there's a chance it'll stay the same and he said it might start feeling worse after he said but it's all we can do and i said well go ahead and do it so they did it and what they did and what's wrong with it is my femur ball my feet your your ball your hip is attached to your femur yep so my my femur and my ball is too big for my socket so it just started grinding all that cartilage and membrane in there and disintegrated it pretty well so it's bone on bone and then it caused bone chips and bone spurs and everything else kind of deal yeah so that's what's going on in there hip dysplasia uh, hip dysplasia whatever that let's go yeah Yeah, something like that but yeah they cleaned it all up and I uh, took however many months off and uh, I got on the first, I got on two, two bulls the first practice and uh, it felt okay. I could feel a little bit of soreness. So I called it the next day or the next week I went and got on one practice bull and I could feel a little bit, not, not like definitely bearable, not, not bad at all. 
got on one bull, felt it a little bit. So I thought, no, I'll just keep on one bull. Went next week, got on another one. It was kind of the same deal. And then I went to Claire's home and got on in the long round there and rode my bull and got off and lit on my back and my hip. And I was back to square one. And ever since that, I've been working a, a shitload lately. And my I've never been so crippled in my life as I am right now. But what I told working. myself. Like just from your well, everyday job. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what what I told myself is I, if if I'm going to be a fucking cripple, I'm going to do what I love being a cripple. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna go work and be a cripple. I'm I'm gonna grit it out bull riding and just just fucking cowboy it out. So we're gonna see it. We're gonna see you on the PBI tour next year. You're gonna see a lot of me next year. God, I'm going. Yeah, God I'm going. Hopefully, we fucking see a lot of all of us. Hopefully, we all get yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah. You more. know what? Yeah, that, yeah. That's I a hope. Good call, I hope, anyways. Yeah. No shit. Okay, but before this injury hip stuff started happening you always had something that was fucking hindering you so like when you were traveling when you were younger i heard that you always you had really bad guts yeah cory told you that no <laughs> you told me nothing. <laughs> yeah, he your brother told me yeah, this. That, yeah your brother told me this bad yeah bad always on the so... verge of shitting yourself but then there was something that happened. Tell us in on this. Yeah, what? What's not story? no more, but but when it, like four years ago or like whatever it was, however many years ago, fucking bad. And I was just it going through me like freaking like it's, it go through a screen door. Eh? It is just bad <laughs> the shit for like a year straight. I didn't know what the fuck it was. And then when I had to shit, it was now, like now, so tough. I was, I'll tell this story. Me and Todd Katowicz were going to, where in the fuck was it? Can't remember. We were going to a rodeo our, somewhere. Our guests aren't having we're, dinner right now. We're driving, we're driving through Edmonton on the Anthony Henday. Oh, I got two Todd stories. I'll tell them the next one after. <laughs> we're going to Anthony Henday and I said, Todd, you got to pull over somewhere. I got to shit. You Todd, well, there's not no gas stations off the end of until we get out of town. I was like, no, we, Todd, I got shit. Oh, can't pull over. So I'm fucking, I got shit so bad. I thought, okay, I can squeeze a little bit of air out and let a fart out. And I fucking shit my pants. Boot myself right in the fucking passenger seat of Todd's truck. So what I did was wipe my ass with a piece of Kleenex and threw it out the fucking window. The first story of Todd and I, it was like, I wasn't even rodeoing yet. I don't know why Todd asked me to go with him. Asked me to go with PBR Canada Finals with him. And uh, we were driving down the highway and same deal. I said, Todd, you got to pull over. What, you can't hold it? And I said, okay, I'll try and hold it a bit. We get a little further down the freaking road. Nope, pull over. And he's got a picture of me. He's probably still got the picture somewhere. I'm over the farmer's brace post. In the fucking ditch, vehicles driving by in the middle of the winter. It's minus fucking twenty out. <laughs> <laughs> it was the the event. What did did Lloyd have the PBR Canada Finals there? Was it the BRC or something then? Yeah, yeah, we did host that amateur finals there. For, uh, and it was in like years. It was a yeah, PBR December. there. No, this was a, a long time ago. Like yeah. Kyle German well, we got had... on Big Valley Black. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that could have been PBR. Back Probably the then. PBR, yeah. We used yeah. to go to PBR. And yeah, it would have been. 
Yeah, I would have been guaranteed. Yeah, I wrote a uh, little yeah. Joe. Girl, let's wrote Genghis Kong. I remember. Yeah, that thing was. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, movie. yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the same year Aaron won the truck? Yeah, fucking slashed him out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Pawsey, Pawsey was right before him and stuck it on Southern, Southern Heaven, Southern, Southern Heat. What do they call that? Well, yeah. South Side of Heaven, South of Heaven, South, South, South Heaven. Side of Heaven. Yeah, yeah, wow, logs. That yeah. was great, champ. That was good, bull riding right yeah, there. Yeah, it was because Pawsey had her one, and then Aaron freaking yeah. yeah. road slash, and nobody and nobody slash. was just tying their hand to slash and staying on back then. Either. No, fuck no, you had to ride for it. How loud was? I think Leonard or Kyle Lozier. Yeah, for twenty. Kyle Lozier, yeah. Josh Burks. Yeah. Were you up there for that? Yeah, Burks. When? Yeah, when I watched that... Lozier at him. Yeah. Or whoever it was, or Loud, yeah. or whatever. Kyle Lozier. No, it was Lozier. Yeah, from BC. But yeah. The, yeah. by far the best slash ride was Burks. Yeah, yeah, Burks Stavely. Yeah. When he spurred him in the neck. Yep. Yeah, that was really cool. That was good to see. Yeah, that was that good was, bull. Was really cool. good bull for a long time. Speaking of good mm-hmm. bulls. So when you go into the when you're at Craven at the Craven Country Jamboree, and there's a bounty bull like the one that Slash was at Stavely for a lot of years, uh, Craven has a bounty bull. You win the event, and you get to get on the bounty bull. What do you do there? Do you do you ride them forwards? Do you ride them backwards? What's the story that I'm hearing on this one? Well, what I did there was just not fucking quit, dude. That was a fucking. I didn't know. That's the only time other than like my first say two times that I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> so I get on the bounty bull is Cody Strankless bull, number 100 uh, cash money or something or easy money. Or... Anyways, he was an open bull and it was in the junior bull riding. Crooked bastard trying to plan me to fall off. Yeah, trying to wipe you out. <laughs> and uh, anyways. Didn't have to trying, pay the bounty. Trying to wipe me out, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember I was in the shoot and I was getting my shit ready or whatever and glenn Lipset come up to me and he's like hey bryce you better try extra hard the sponsor just yelled at me he upped it to 2500 or whatever the <laughs> bounty was whatever it was and i was like oh shit so i cut the pinky and <laughs> through the finger and uh, <laughs> truck and trailer <laughs> truck and trailer <laughs> <laughs> i asked cody what he was before i had to get on when he said he's either going to be out there two hard ones and around to the left or he's going to be right there getting it around to the right just and full I, contractor I, fucking I, I like, response yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly and way, but gonna buck. <laughs> <laughs> i liked him away from my hand back then and uh i was banking on that prick going right i was broke needed that 2500 <laughs> so i nodded and freaking he took first jump out and i just dove over to the right and he took two more freaking hard long ones and went around to the left and i was strung out and way fucking behind and i'm like four seconds i'm in a bind day eh? but i just remember thinking just keep my fucking hands shut and don't slap them and i'll get the money <laughs> so i kept my hands shut and what ended up happening was i damn near started the side saddle but my right foot went up by his right horn and I was, it was way up there, and he flung his head back and caught it, caught my ankle with his horn, and flung me around. Like and I remember looking at the flank, and I was like, what in the fuck? So he's kicking, and I'm like this, trying to crawl over him. And then he's rearing, and it like, feels like the littlest kick ever, so I just fucking squeezed as hard as I could with my legs. Rode him. I rode him for like 
I want to say three, three, four seconds like that. And I got off. I remember looking up and I just see Aaron Roy. He was judging, standing up on the top bucket shoe. Like, Thumbs up, I just Chad Biggin. Chad Biggin. Yeah, baby. I, I think I blew my elbow because it's so hyperextended from getting twisted at a 360. Uh, <laughs> and let it get Invest any of that 2,500 in the beer stand. What's that? Did you invest any of that twenty five hundred in winnings at the beer oh, gardens? Fuck man, all of it. Yeah, Craven was yeah. All what did you do at Craven? Yeah, we, that place is so yeah. unreal, man. That was a. It's like Craven, Craven and Saint Teat was the two places, and I think it was Blaine Faison that said this. The, uh, that's where you find out who can ride drunk or hungover. It's the yeah. only two places. <laughs> no, yeah. That's when you find it because it was no shit. Vinny fucking won Craven every year, and he was either Zane or Patton that won fucking St. Teeth every year. Yeah. <laughs> every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, you know, that was what it always was. It was who could handle them, who could handle that early morning mm-hmm. or that next day because it was always just a wrap. But good time. Like last two years I, or three years, I went to Craven in the boat ride and it was Covey that won yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I took it a few times too. <laughs> yeah, you think, I remember. I remember the first year we did that riding. that bull ride. That was uh, Twyla and I had a, a fifth wheel trailer at the time. I bought off Dwayne Robinson because he had he had <laughs> got us set up with this Wrangler job in Saskatchewan when I retired fighting bulls. And I remember Randy Lamontang and Dale Claypool and oh, yeah. and uh, that group. We started that event. We only I only did it one year or maybe two, and then Blaine did it a few years. And then you Glenn, did it. You did Glenn. it when uh, I won the I won the steer ride at Calgary. I remember leaving Calgary with my dad. I was in the Ch- Calgary Children's Hospital. My dad bailed me out of the fucking Children's Hospital and took me to. Craven to get was on? Fucking, no, it wasn't, I wasn't getting on. It was just we were going Regina. by or however it worked out. Yeah, when you guys were doing the PBR outside, it was mud. It was a fucking muck hole. Remember? At, at Craven there? Yeah. Yeah. When it first started, Where did you first do it, JD? I don't know. Well, my trailer was parked right on the main, what do they call the street there? Like they, they let me park my fifth wheel right there. I didn't, all I had to do was open the window to listen to the, to the bands. Yeah. I didn't have to go <laughs> into concert. Oh, it was awesome. We, we did the event and then we sat in with the awning open and drank beer right there and everybody had to walk by us. It was a great setup. So I don't know what the setup is. That's a long time ago. Yeah. They changed it. But was it like, cause that where it was when I was there, it's like right in the freaking like all the concerts are kind of off to the one corner of it. But then everything else is kind of all around it, so it's. Well, I remember like a a a silhouette of the bar or beer gardens being right there. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go through them double doors, and it's right freaking the rings right there. Yeah, and when when so Glenn and Zoe Lipset took it over after a few years, and then that they put that arena permanent there, so it's probably a different place. Like when I was there, I remember it was Blaine was. Was yeah, good. it was our setup. Yeah, and it was a total set different setup then. And then they did the boys' bulls and bucks, the the junior bull ride and stuff that started in Regina, and then they ended up moving that boys' bulls and bucks uh, to Craven for the the uh, junior event, and then they'd have bull riders and shit at it as it with as well. It was cool. Hey, that was that was magic. How did you get that drink full already? <laughs> I got some people. Well. <laughs> Hey, hey, I got that drink full. We might as well play us another one here. While yeah. we're, God we're, bless Rose. Yeah. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> got a bunch of roadies back uh, in my cases. What should we play? I'm going to play another soft one, and I want to do a shout-out for these boys because the guys that I'm shouting out here are the hardest-working motherfuckers in all of Canada. And this song is about a very hard-working man, and them people are at the PLE. That's Casey Laws, Jesse Laws, and Dylan Moore. This song goes out to, uh, to them guys. Where's my capo at, boys? Right here. It's called Working Man by uh, Larry Fleet. Yeah, good work. For a ham, Lord, don't it come way too soon? You think by now he's on your beard, too? You put on your copy and turn on the news. It's gonna be hot as hell, but at least the skies are blue. You're clocking in more out, but you do what you gotta do. I know you're tired, I know you're hurt, I know you're broke down to the bone. But your bills are paid and they're smiling faces waiting on you at home. No, it ain't always easy. It ain't ever like you planned. Oh, man. Ain't a work, working man. Now you're going home while the sun's going down. You're still miles away. Can already hear the sound of a little voice singing daddy come out and play so you steal a couple more minutes from a damn good day you're clocking in or out wouldn't want it any other way i know you're tired i know you're hurt i know you're broke down to the bone but your bills are paid and they're smiling face Waiting on you at home. No, it ain't always easy. It ain't ever like you planned. Oh, man, ain't a work, working man. Well, it's a sweat and blood and bruises. Callous hands, hard as can be. There's bread on the table and presents under the tree. I know you're tired, I know you're hurt, I know you're broke down to the bone, but your bills are paid and they're smiling faces waiting on you at home. No, it ain't always easy, it ain't ever like you planned, oh, but man, ain't no work, working man. No, it ain't always easy. It ain't ever like you planned all the night. Ain't no work, working night. Boom. Damn. That's hey, cool. Hey, with all these, all these plugs about the Provost Auction Market, I'm going to hit Darcy up for a sponsorship. Yeah, I ain't no shit. <laughs> he's going yeah, to have to sponsor the pod. Beef cattle are going to Mouse, if you're listening. Mouse, if you're listening, I need you to work on that for us, pal. 
<laughs> have you got see have you seen mouse lately bryce uh no i haven't seen mouse in a while actually i keep in touch with him he snapchats me all the time i see he's got a wicked mustache going right now yeah send yeah, me a snapchat yeah. of that the other night <laughs> but yeah i know yeah, i haven't yeah. seen him in a while but he's i know he's doing good i've been keeping up on him and he's doing really good yeah he has been that's good i know you guys were close growing up but so is, are you a little bit older than mouse yeah, um, Mouse, just for our audience, uh, Mouse is Clayton Lakefold, uh, one of our fellow bull riders, and uh, was injured well, a year and a half ago now in Lloydminster, and uh, he's he's been, I mean, gritting it out with his rehab and and uh, doing really good, really good. He's come a long way here. So sorry to interrupt, interrupt you there, Bryce, but you you are a couple no. years older than him. Yeah, I think I was a couple years older than him, but yeah, him and I growing up were him him and his older brother Carrie and younger brother Cody and me and Mouse, we did a, a lot of hunting together growing yeah. up. A lot. Yeah. We spent Big a lot hunter. of time together. Big hunter mouse too. Like did that. Oh yeah. Most oh, yeah. yeah, most loves hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh I yeah, this leads into a great and I, I love to talk about most. I love to talk about uh you know, like Jason said, for those that don't know, he's injured and um suffered a traumatic brain injury and is is working his way back um into the world and, and um had a had a very, very serious fight for, for a long time where we didn't know if he was gonna make it. And and uh you know, is is cliche as it sounds but his cowboy attitude his cowboy try um kept him rolling in the yeah. and, and the stuff that he's been able to do and, and what he's been up to here lately and and uh from a guy that they said that that wasn't gonna live to to look at him now and and mm-hmm. um see yeah. where he's come the mountains that he's climbed it's it's it is remarkable mm-hmm. and it's it's something that that um you know for all of us it's 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 the realness of the sport you know it's it's yeah uh, you yeah. nod your head one day and your life can change. And, and um, mm-hmm. we can talk about that because mouse talks about that. You know, he, 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 he knows yeah. the, uh, the difference of, of, of what happened once that injury hit. And so for guys like you guys yeah. that are, that are family friends and, and grew up with them all your life, does that change everybody's aspect maybe on, on the bull riding side of it? Or what kind of, what does that do to, to everybody in the, in the game or is, is friend group or, just even your own mindset towards life that, that something can change in a matter of fucking seconds. Yeah. Like, uh, it definitely, I shouldn't say, I won't say it changed my outlook on anything on the boat riding or on, cause getting into the sport from the time you were say eight years old, 10 years old, getting on a steer, you were scared shitless. You knew it was dangerous. Yep you knew there was a chance something could happen. And as you graduate and get up to the ranks and understand more, you, every, every guy knows every guy going down the road, riding bulls right now, or rough stock knows that every, every single time they nod their head, it, it could be a freaking wreck, but that's something we all know. That's something we're, we're willing to lay it out on the table. So I shouldn't say that when most had that happen, it didn't, change my outlook on anything or change my thinking it just reminded me it, and it gives you more of a steady reminder but you can't let that reminder get to you otherwise because if you get thinking about it that's when you get hurt right you just kind of well, gotta think oh oh shit that's, sorry about your life i'm rolling on 
Well, that's real fair. You put that, uh, you, you couldn't have put that better. It reminds everybody because I don't know too many people that have just up and quit after they watched one of their travel partners or buddies get hurt. I, I don't know. In, in my 33 years in this business, I've never seen it happen, you know? Um, yeah, me so neither. It's, yeah, it's a good way to put it. You know, it, it just reminds you. We, you know, it's unfortunate yeah. when we get those reminders, but yeah, it, well said. Yeah, that's I, a good point. Yeah, shit can happen any yeah, uh, gotta, every time you nod your head, right? So um, there, there's a. You could get the COVID when you nod your head these days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How many different aspects? Bryce, have you That's ever right. been um, have you ever been robbed in Oyen? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were going. Yeah, fuck. I feel like an idiot, but at the same time, I wish you would I wish it would have worked out, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> me and Lonnie and Todd Kedowitz. The silent, quiet type, but he always seems to be in all these stories. Eh? He's the common, common denominator the of these stories. I know who the snitch is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... It wasn't, it honestly we were... wasn't Todd. I haven't talked to Todd. Todd doesn't even know you're on here. <laughs> we, we were going to Billings, and I I don't fucking drive. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm a bad driver for one. Two, nobody that wants me to drive because I will get in a wreck and I have been in wrecks. So I don't drive. But anyways, we drive to Oyen. Or no, yeah, I drove from home to Oyen. Yeah. And we stopped at the liquor store and we we're going we we're only going to Medicine Hat to the Carlier Ranch, X Six Ranch to stay there the night. So you made it and, like forty five uh, minutes. <laughs> yeah. From Oyen? Well, it's like an hour and hour and no, maybe two hours, but we stopped Oyen and get a total driving time for the day was two hours and twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No logbook required. We get but Oyen, I don't fucking drive. I don't drive, boys. <laughs> Oyen's an hour from home. And we get to the liquor store there and we get out of the liquor store and get down the road like five minutes not even like just outside of oil and i was like i gotta piss boys and i'm driving so i pull over and piss and i get out and piss and i say okay someone else is driving i'm not fucking driving no more and we switched drivers and anyways i was wearing sweatpants and i had my wallet and my sweatpants and i had like a thousand i think it was 900 american cash in there to get me through the weekend <laughs> and we freaking get to medicine hat and i got I ain't going to get into that. But I got messed up that night. Didn't realize I forgot my wallet. We get like a half hour from the border, hour from the border, whatever. I was like, I ain't got my fucking wallet. But I got my passport. So Lonnie goes, okay, well, I'll fucking cover your weekend. And you pay me back whenever you get your debit card and shit figured out and get money back or whatever. Great big bro. So he covered my weekend. Yeah, fuck yeah, he's he's done that quite a few times. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, however many months go by, like two, three months go by, and I'm still freaking broke, and I'm thinking about that 900 cash, and I get a message from this girl on uh, Facebook, and she is like looked about like a 16 year old girl. And she says, uh, 
hey, did you lose your wallet somewhere near Oyen? And I said, yeah, I lost it. I'm, I'm thinking I either lost it at the liquor store or just just uh, south of Oyen. And she said, well, my dad found it. What's your address? We'll mail it back. And I said, uh, gave her my address, and I said, is American Cash still in there? And she had the wallet. And she said, no, there's no cash in there. I said, there's 900 American Cash in there. And she said, oh, you probably ain't going to see that again. My dad's a bad meth head and into drugs and you ain't going to see that back. And I said, bull fucking shit. I ain't going to see that back. So she sent me the wallet back. Sure. Shit. No money in it. I get a hold of her on Facebook and ask her, I said, Hey, I need to know what your dad's address is. Um, I need that 900 cash back. And she says, no, I'm not going to give it to you. That, blah 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 she's worried about her dad and i said i'm not gonna do nothing bad i'm just gonna go there and see if i can get my money back so she gave me his address and i me and dad this is over a few days and we're sitting at the table one night and i told dad i said i got this guy's address who's got my money and shit and dad said you ain't gonna go fucking get it that money's long fucking gone quit fucking worrying about it and i fucking snapped fuck you watch me i'll go get it so I fucking barreled out the door, what? got in my truck, drove all the way to fucking Oyen. <laughs> Looked for like two hours for this guy's fucking house. I drove by it like 20 times, man, because I couldn't believe it was a house when I figured out it was a house. Uh, was call it, a it up getting Was it like a little shed or something? Man, it was a house made of mattresses. Oh, yeah. It was no. a house made of mattresses. It was an old half trailer, half caved in. And he had mattresses going all the way around it, like old bed mattresses. And uh, I roll in there and figured out his house, his house. And this is why the story gets stupid because nothing come about it because he wasn't fucking home. <laughs> I knock, knock on the door and I just hear woof, 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 woof. fucking dogs barking. And I knew they were big motherfucking dogs by the bark. So I cracked the door open and sure shit, there's like four or three great big fucking black dogs. So I shut the door right away. I keep knocking. And I hear the dogs keep barking. So I yelled in the house, hey, is anybody home? No, no answer. Shut the door. Go park my truck. I waited there for like three, four hours, man. And I went in a couple different occasions, waited for him to see if he'd show up, but he didn't. But yeah, yeah I tried going to get my money back. That one was brought to you by big brother Lonnie so <laughs> I like your try and heart that that's good Bryce that's Dude, a lot of try that drive there I felt like the guy the main character on fucking taken yeah I was like <laughs> I was I was fired the fuck <laughs> all right let's play this one more song what do you got uh what do you got in your in your package uh, oh well you mentioned Zach Bryan yeah you got some of that yeah, if I can remember how to freaking play it. Uh-huh. Was a boy who was a dreamer, and he flew so high and proud. In a world full of people, I just cut his young ass down. No one ever understood. A single word he said, and they cast him to the wolves when he wasn't well and fed. Oh, boys, we got a riser, a riser in our midst. He 
girl get the last lap, last thing he did. And he used around in that red dirt mud. Well, now he's skipping town and that thighs is out from blood. Don't stop going, going south. Cause they all let you play your music real damn loud. Don't stop heading, heading south. They will understand the words that are pouring from your mouth. Well, that boy, he called his daddy to tell him what he did. Was the master screaming the lyrics of a masked off kid. Well, then he told that old man he was never coming back to be good down again in a town like that. Well, he surely came to learn people come to watch you fall. He's out to make a name and pull out of them all. But they'll never understand that boy and his kind. And all they comprehend is a fucking dollar sign. Don't stop going, going south. Cause they all let you play your music real damn loud. Don't stop heading, heading south. They will understand the words that are born from your mouth. Don't stop heading, heading south. Cause they all let you scream your music real damn loud. Damn. So you did hear some Zach Bryan, huh? Yeah, That's, I like Zach Bryan, man. That's yeah. one of my favorite songs. He's cool. You know, he's uh, he's uh, in the Navy. Did you follow oh, yeah. his, his story? Yeah, he's in the Navy, uh, and he's still not out of the Navy. And so he's still, he's playing like Zoom shows and doing live shows through Zoom and all of the shit that he's doing. That's not where released. fucking his Johnny Cash comes into play, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. He's fucking, like, he's legit. He's unreal and, and seen it all, seen you know, no, I'll have to look that up. Things. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. That's you know, that's this story kind of got behind it. And songs, every I'll song read up sings, on that because every song that he sings kind of goes back to the same. You know, that's why I said it's guys like um, Bingham and and Tyler Childers, and every so- song that they come out with for some reason resonates. Right, it it makes sense with mm-hmm. what you're thinking. They they got a way to to that have been through been through hardship been through the ups and downs and and can sing a song and write about it yeah right? yeah that's pretty cool exactly yeah that's that's what it's that's about co- that's, that's what makes that's a country story. song man yeah, yeah. yeah man 100 yeah. like freaking these new, how about these new country songs yeah. that's that's my my biggest piss off pet peeve is the fucking country music nowadays i don't i don't listen to it like so i can't I couldn't even tell i you. honestly cannot turn on the radio and listen to it Oh, is, is Billy a scrapper? Does Billy like to scrap? Billy's the toughest out of all of us. I guarantee Billy it. Kevin in a minute. Yeah. No shit, hey. No, a second. Billy's oh. a dirty, rotten tough. Oh. Wow. By far, and knows how to fight. Like all he watches is UFC and cutting horse. Really? Yeah, he looks like oh, he's yeah. the like silent he's, type. He's yeah, not, yeah, no happy. kidding, he eh? Just, yeah. yeah. And I've I've only seen him like fight like three times, and every time I've seen him is fucking quick. Yeah. Were you proud? Like the guy Were you a proud little bro? For you guys that don't know, Billy West is the oldest brother of the of the three brothers. Sarah West is the oldest, the daughter. 
uh, of Kevin and uh, Wendy West. And then uh, Billy's next. Then Lonnie, who's a PBR bull rider, made the world finals a few times. And then Bryce here that we have on the on the show. And uh, Billy and, and yourself as well, great bull riders. But, yeah, you. I think that Billy's probably the toughest. Correct? Oh, fuck, man. I I thought I the last time last memory I have myself fighting Billy I was on it was like a two hour fight and <laughs> I got my ass kicked for two hours fucking straight. I was gonna say maybe maybe an hour. I don't think you last two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, it was long. It was I don't know how long it was, but maybe it was an hour. Because you wouldn't quit. Was, you you're the little no, brother that long. would not quit. At the end of it, at the end of it, man, I was on my hands and knees. And we were in the basement carpet fucking basement we're home alone playing ufc first blood and i remember <laughs> the exact fucking thing what happened we always played first blood or tap out and first blood was whoever bleeds first loses and i remember cracking billy and making him bleed and thought i won and he wasn't, wasn't letting me win and no. i remember i he probably don't even remember it because it's just him giving the ass kick and not getting the ass kick and but i remember at the end of it I was on my hands and knees on the fucking basement floor and bleeding all out of my mouth, out of my nose. And he was just kneeing me, standing on his feet, <laughs> kneeing me in the rib. And I, yeah, that's when I got done. That was my uh, worst. Okay, so so obviously the the scrapping and the fighting runs in your guys' family and the gene quite a bit. Um, one of my one of my uh, I don't even know what you'd call it. Best stories, craziest story, wildest stories. I don't know. Your dad, we're in, uh, your dad, Kevin West, who we're going to get on this uh, podcast and, and uh, hopefully he'll tell us some <laughs> stories, but has probably some of the best stories in the world. Right. And, and I'm sure you boys have all grown up with it. Just like I have a lot with my father of, of stories that, that nobody talks about, but mm. they're not, you know, it's, it's 40 years ago now. So fuck it's, it's, it's over. They, you know, there's nobody holding on other than probably <laughs> the hell's angels than your dad. <laughs> that's probably good. <laughs> yeah. that one, uh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. But this that's one, the best one, man. Oh yeah. It's that's a wild man. Yeah. So we'll get him on there. We'll tease everybody with that one and, and we'll let him tell that one yeah. when he comes on here. But good idea. That's for, for me, the, the story that I'm getting at is, um, Strap more one year you were in the junior steer ride and you're probably 12 years old or 11 years old and i was a uh, young 18 19 year old bull rider with my brother jesse and cousin scott who's been on us before that has a bunch of great stories and nance and vold was was driving us and we were coming from shifter's house I think we'd almost gotten a couple fights at shifter's house too with those fucking guys McBride, a, bunch, yeah, a bunch of those assholes and we we're all just having a good time and um Somebody wanted McDonald's and there was a person in front of us that was ordering, um, ordering at the, at the drive-through. And obviously there was a bunch of people partying in the vehicle. And this guy just got out to, to speak right into the microphone. He's probably just being the nice guy for the group. And, uh, Kevin's sitting in the van and, and, uh, it was Tanner Gerlitz's big, huge, like, you know, one of those old party vans, like seventies man, you know? And, uh, Kevin's sitting there. He's, who's this Fred Flintstone looking motherfucker? And I remember I was like, I was like, I don't know, Kevin. He's just, I think, I think he's just, I think he's just trying to order some food for his friends. And he's like, fuck that guy. I was like, no, he's, he's I don't think he's that bad fuck of a guy. guy. 
fuck that guy. I'm like, okay. And he just rips that side door open, hops out of the van, and he's, you can just see him just, just yelling at him the whole way up to the van. He's just yelling at him all the way up to, up to his car, sorry, up to the drive-thru part. And this guy says something smart to him back and just, no, shouldn't have done that, buddy. And Kevin just knees him in the guts, just knees him right in the guts as hard as he can. And you can see, like, his, like, his, like, stomach just, just hits him. And this ripples. Oh, and he just, and it just, it just bends him right at the waist. And he just bends him and he just folds right in half. And Kevin hits him with an uppercut as hard as you can hit somebody with an uppercut. Just whoop, bam. And we're all sitting in this van, you know, in the drive through. We're sitting just right behind him. And this guy just, whoo, and he was a big guy and just uppercuts him so hard. He's up off his feet and just lands on the ground. Well, done. And uh, I go to jump out of the van to like, oh my, like, what? Holy shit, that just happened. It's over fast, but I'm like, oh, I got to go help him. And Jesse and Scott are like, get down, everybody hide, fucking get back in the van. And Kevin comes walking back to the van and they get that guy gathered back up in his car and we go to the next window and uh, we order, we ordered our food at the McDonald's in Strathmore and it was all good. We're like, oh, fuck. not even going to be anything come of this. And, uh, we didn't think that there was a vehicle in front of us, a vehicle behind us. We'd ordered, but the person, you know, that van, that truck that was in front of us or that car was just waiting at the window until the cops came. So we waited there for quite some time and we're waiting. We're like, oh, we're going to get our phone. <laughs> All of a sudden, Fort Knox hits and just, Hell's woo, 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 woo. yeah, there's just <laughs> cop cars and shit everywhere. They surround us. <laughs> Nansen Vold is driving and he's like, oh my God, you guys, we're all in a wreck here. We're all going to jail. They come up to the to the to the van door and knock on the window and Kevin just opens that side door and uh cop says, Somebody here in a fight tonight? Kevin goes, Yep, that was me. Guy was being an asshole. I had to, I had to put him in his place. That was me. And the cops like, Okay, fuck, they cuff him and stuff him and take him off. Well, the cops just shut the van door back. And we're just sitting by in the car. Yeah, so, you guys are like jackpot. We're gonna get our McDonald's like, and we get to go home. Yeah, the rest of us like Holy shit, what, you know, what just happened? That car leaves, we pull up to the window, get all our food, and we drive off. And, you know, one of those deals, like, you're in shock of, like, what's happening, so we didn't really overthink it. We're just like, let's get back to the campers, back to the rodeo grounds, and fucking go to sleep. Well, <laughs> Kevin, you missed your ride. You were, like, 85 or 86 the next day. You win the junior cow ride, and then fucking Strathmore. I remember I that had, fucking day. I had to help you on, and I, I remember, like, thinking, like, yeah. the next day when you start to, like, reminisce shit it was like okay wait why didn't why did that why did the cops not take us all in like what happened well when kevin got out he's like fuck they thought it was a shuttle van they thought it was an airport shuttle van that old ass van <laughs> so they just arrested him because he went and they didn't they thought none of us had anything to do with him they just let us go <laughs> they don't that's fucking lucky man <laughs> do you remember that time because you were riding steers right Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah, man. I remember straight up asking you to help me out. And I was about in tears because my fucking dad wasn't there. I was like, help me out. I would see my dad. And I remember he showed up. Showed up in the hotel. Uh, it was either the hotel or the rodeo or something. But he was glasses. And he was wearing that green shirt. And it was all covered in blood. And I remember, Mom, what? No. Fuck, help no. I all i remember him saying is, don't worry don't worry it's not mine it's not mine <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not my blood it's not mine <laughs> but, oh, I, again, awesome. that was and that was that was the year my grandma edith got inducted to the pro rodeo hall of fame yeah. so that was something 
something pretty big, and then Kevin goes gets throws in the hoosh cow. <laughs> <laughs> and he missed it, didn't he? He couldn't be part of it. Oh, uh, he he. Uh, yeah, fuck. He's got some good. That ones. was good. Okay, Bryce. We'll uh we'll start wrapping this up here now. But uh one question that we always yeah. ask uh everybody that comes on the show, um hashtag NFP. What does that mean to you? No fucking pussies. No doubt about it. Yep, and then I guess we gotta kinda uh and if you are you just ain't gonna fucking make it. Yeah, we gotta figure out the question because everybody knows what it stands for, but what is the meaning behind it? I guess you know what I mean. Like as a yeah, lifestyle, it, no fucking pussies. Because it in in the PBR and in bull riding, there is no fucking pussies. Because if you're a pussy, you're gonna puss out. Right? I like that. That's where it originated for real. No, so it's I, not it, saying like no a... pussies allowed. It's saying there's no fucking pussies here. Yeah, you know, it's simple. Where did it originate, Jason? Oh, we went through a year, and we haven't had that in a few years. We got a good group of guys now that I think really support what we're doing. But probably 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, guys weren't coming. And I was, we gave a truck away for two years, and guys weren't coming to the events, or they'd be there and they wouldn't get on. And just for a joke, I put uh, NFP on one of, one dozen hats with a circle around it and then that's when the social media and the hashtag i used to always call it pound because it's a pound sign on the old <laughs> pound nfp <laughs> chandler stevenson one of my players he always was like it's not pound dude it's hashtag and i'm like what do you mean it's the pound sign what do you mean what do you mean it's hashtag but anyway that's where it originated and uh it was pissing me off because we go to all the trouble to to put these events on and guys just don't care they go rodeo at a fifteen hundred dollar added rodeo but wouldn't come to a ten thousand dollar bull ride or would come but wouldn't get on and it was driving me nuts obviously as a promoter you could imagine it just doesn't go over that well you know so that's where it that's that's kind of where it come and come about and it's stuck. I didn't really mean for it to pound stick. NFP. I ain't even gonna hashtag it no more. I'm just gonna no, write pound NFP. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, bro. like the, the generation nowadays, like the, the guys that say, for example, that I got to jump in with and was able to go in with, they had this that attitude. Like they all wanted to go explore and go south, right? And freaking not just rodeo and not just stay in one spot. They wanted to go, they wanted to test their abilities. And the guys that did that are my travel partners or Brock and Lonnie yeah. or Robbins. And look at, look at where them guys are at. Yeah, I mean, man. I'm not up there with them guys, but I've been held back a little bit with injury for three years, but that's where, that's where I want to go. Right. Yeah. Big fish in a small pond or small fish. We've got big some pond. big plans in 2021 with PBR here in Canada. Um, I really like where it's going. We're, we, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna shake some shit up this year and, uh, have some fun again here. We just need the old Rona COVID Corona to get the hell out of yeah. Canada here. Bullshit can fuck off. We'll get there. No, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. That's right. That's we'll, right. We'll okay. Okay. Well, we could talk for four days. We've already went oh. longer than we should, but it's been fun. Bruce will run out of whiskey. Yeah, Bruce will run out of spice drums. <laughs> spice drums. I <laughs> got a lot of whiskey. <laughs> Hashtag sneaky weasel. <laughs> <laughs>
that's good all right fellas uh it was a pleasure talking hey, to you bryce we uh we look forward to seeing where your music career goes you know you got the the support of the nfp podcast 3d bull ride and jason davidson tanner bird uh wherever you go in your yes, life sir. and that's why we wanted to have you on here and uh well i appreciate, appreciate you your tunes and and uh yeah not any any day of the week man i appreciate you guys having me on the show all right well, thanks bryce thank you very much we'll talk all to right you guys Thanks for being on. You bet. NFP podcast right. presented by 3D Energy. I got no love for young. I was just a baby. My mama told me, son, always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing.